0: on tv online
1: and on second thought let's do talk about the focus this is ept not live hello my babies and welcome to ept not live coming up on today's show no event recaps to speak of but i did do my first book comedy show in new york that was a bit of an event a few days ago it was my birthday Happy have a good day.
2: Have a good day.
1: Shark cage. Heat number two is done. So we've got two seats in the final field and we've got the winner of heat number two here on the show later on. It's Maria Ho. Spoiler alert. Gotcha. I did some streaming <laughs> of the Cube final table with Selena Lin. It was really, really fun, actually. I don't know why I said actually. Everyone puts actually at the end of things that aren't supposed to be fun. This, it, by the way, was one of three, three streams covering the WCOOP final I know, table. What the fuck was up with that? That was so weird. <laughs> uh, as always, later in the show, superfan versus Stapes. But you heard his voice already. He's got to chime in. You know why? Because he's my work wife. His name is James Hardigan. Hello, Joseph. Lovely to have you alongside me again,
0: rather than down an internet line that occasionally cuts out.
1: Yeah, awesome. I'm glad I got to move back to America. Here I am, in England. There is a very good reason why you are back
0: in London, which we will discuss later on. But first, I'd like to address some of the tweets that have come in in the last seven days. I'm looking forward to hearing why I'm back in London, actually. (laughs) In reaction. (laughs) to episode 20 of ept not live the photos keep coming and we do enjoy looking at them i'm sorry that you can't enjoy them on These an audio photos podcast
1: are great for podcasts guys keep them coming just keep sending them in but you know you can always
0: be searching on twitter hashtag ept not live and see them for yourself including this lovely little number from carl parish as he models the everyone loves a chop pot t-shirt and is hoping to see us at the hippodrome in the next
1: couple now, of weeks carl's photo here now do you find this a lot that You look at someone's little avatar all the time, their little Twitter square box, right?
0: Well, Carl is one of those people who has a uh, Neil Stoddart avatar because Carl won the Seniors event at EPT London a couple of years ago. But
1: do you find that when you look at the little avatar, right, is that what you call it, the little icon, whatever their little photo is, their Twitter photo? Profile pic. Their profile pic. That you create an image in your head of what that picture looks like when you expand it, and then oftentimes when you expand it, it looks nothing like what you sort of remembered as. All the time. And Carl is a far better looking and in shape fella in real life in this real photo than he looks in this po he's like hunched over. And I I picture him as like just like a little fat dude. at this poker table like this but he's like a normal looking sort of he's a handsome guy well
0: at least it's that way around at least it wasn't from his thumbnail you thought ah there's a dashing chap and actually in his full frame pick he's like bloated that's true
1: and you know that guy ray dirty outs yes and his little his little thing is like a to me it looks like a lizard like 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 the rango lizard and when you blow it up it's two poker chips Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, I've never blown that one up, so I have to check that out. Uh thank you to Scott Brawner for sending a picture of his car stereo system. That's right. He's got his device hooked up and uh, is listening to EPC not live, waiting on his other half to come home because she has my key. So he's sitting in the car
1: waiting to get into his house. And what's he listening to? EPT Not Live. And that's actually got our EPT Not Live artwork, like the little caricature drawn of us, which, if you blow that up, looks exactly like me and James in real life. <laughs> uh, we have a baby picture. Mark Tholens uh
0: tweets a picture of his new little girl who t- kept him busy this week. So now he's finally catching up on old episodes of EPT Not Live.
1: I Mark is um it's amazing that people feel so close and so connected to us that we like. He probably sent us that photo before his family <laughs> of his newborn. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, the most interesting conversation of the week
0: on social media between EPT not live listeners uh, was between two former super fans. Obviously, Pedro uh, was on the show sure, last week. Sure. Uh, John Berry was on the show a few weeks before that. John messaged Pedro to say, "Good job, dude. I mean, you you crushed it. You got every question correct." And then John suggested. A worldwide superfan home game with all the superfans. Wow, that would be awesome. If this show had any budget whatsoever, that
1: would be really cool if we could arrange
0: that. Well, here's the thing. John says, impractical slash impossible, but cool idea. Pedro agrees it would be a super cool idea. I agree. I don't actually think it's impractical or impossible because PokerStars
1: home games can bring the world together. Oh, we my could, God. Is this just an excuse to shill for the site right not now? Not at it's all. It's like so early in the show. We're not even done with the first segment.
0: Not at all. If you think about that software functionality, that could bring all the super fans together. We could maybe juice the prize pool because we do have some competition budget, you cynical prick. And <laughs> we could give something special to the super fans at Christmas time. But here's the thing. I don't want to be the one to organize it. And I'm going to go on a limb here and suggest but from the amount of tweets we get from superfans they've kind of got a bit of time on their hands so i'm going to throw it out there to the rob kings john berrys pedro almeida's Varun's. if you guys want to organize a home game club if you guys going to want to reach out to each other on social media and get together you organize the game will provide the prize
1: i'll tell you what and this is something i actually don't hate this idea because this is something i can actually do from america because if they do it in the home game section on play money i'm pretty sure that i can participate from there so i don't have to be here necessarily to do it i wanted to throw while we're talking about another uh hat into the ring mike shumka on facebook uh wished me a a happy birthday happy and uh, he wanted to, he left me a very long. So I, he basically, James, you saw me. How many happy birthday wishes did you get, by the way? So I got like 80 on Twitter and then like over 400 on Facebook. And what did you decide to do in response to those birthday greetings? I decided that I was going to respond to every single person individually and uniquely.
0: I have a very important question.
1: Yeah. Why? because that's like, that's what I bring to the table, James. That's what I bring, it's my my personality and my accessibility and my, I'm just one of the guys. I'm just another human. I'm just a human being. And I wanted all of them to
2: Have a good day.
1: (laughs) So this guy, so I actually wrote back and because I was writing like silly things back to everyone because I wanted to be truly unique for everyone. He said, happy birthday staves. Mike Shumka did. And I said, Thanks, Mike. Sorry we haven't hung out much this year. I'm also sorry for running over your dog with my hovercraft. I was really... As time went on, they got more surreal, more ridiculous. Mike played along. I was wondering where those hovercraft track marks came from. On the bright side, it was my pet Roebuck dog, Kelvin. Had to replace some parts, but he's fine. But every time I watch a documentary on hovercrafts, he growls at the TV mysteriously. So I have to resort to watching live streams of the EPT. On the bright side, I'm game to face you in a super fan versus Stapes with the subject being baseball. Given your other half, Mr. James Hardigan, is a Blue Jays fan like myself and the baseball playoffs are on now. I did watch a bit of the game last night. At the point I went
0: to bed, the Blue Jays were losing to the Rangers. I haven't seen the final score yet, but I really, I'd, I'd love to see. I'd love to see the uh, the Blue Jays in the World Series. So yes, put I'll put him on the list. Put Mike Shumka on Mike the list. Shum? How do you spell Shumka? S H U M K A. Okay. Say what you see. Uh, yes. I I, 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 On the one hand, I take my hat off to you and respect what you did there. On the other hand. You goddamn idiot!
1: You wasted five hours of your life. I really did coming spend... up with random jokes. I got like carpal tunnel yesterday <laughs> doing it. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who wished me a. Happy and birthday. I so Captain Nemo, the boss here, right? Our commandant, the head of the TV. What's his official title? Uh, uh,
0: associate on.
1: director TV and video content. I'm just gonna stick to calling him Captain. Captain Nemo uh, wished me a wished me a. When I walked in today, and he said, do you feel more mature? And my response to him was that, no, I don't. Because someone named Karen Fungina has replied to me on Facebook, and I can't stop laughing at the name. (laughs) Like, I just saw the name Karen Fungina, F-U-N-G-H-I-N-A, and I think it is the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen. So, no, I'm not feeling... Any more mature.
0: Even though Joe is 43 years old now, he
1: finds Karen Fungina hilarious. Karen Fungina is hilarious. I also wanted to wish a quick little. To Adam Schwartz, to the 2 plus 2 poker cast, who according to Facebook is 48 years old. He hides it well. 2 plus 2 equals 48. Adam is five years older than you? That's right. He's only five years older than me. You'd think. I mean, and look, the 2 plus 2 poker cast has been around forever and they do a great job on that show. And they. They are like that. That's the hardcore poker fans, poker podcast. So happy birthday to uh, to Adam happy Schwartz. Thursday. And just uh, one other social media thing I wanted to get to. Elkie yeah. tweeted something last night. I'm going to try to find it really quick. Uh, let's see here. Control F Elkie. How do I spell Elkie? E-L-K-Y.
0: E-L-K-Y. Yeah, Don't worry I about go. the ca- random capitalization yeah, of certain works, letters. I right.
1: So, oh, so he retweeted uh, his girlfriend, No Jenny No. Uh, Who tweeted, Vancouver, San Fran, Vancouver, Paris, Prague, Paris, Milan, the last 10 days, so tired, but excited to celebrate three-year anniversary. Have they been together three years? Exactly, they've been together three years, which finally answers the question, whenever I meet her, is that the same girl or is he just dating another Asian girl like six months ago and I can't, they all look the same to me. But no, it has been. God, Joe Stapleton has a Barry Greenstein moment. It has been like the thing is no, because you wonder like Jason Mercier has a type, right? Like all they're all white girls, but they all look exactly the same. They're all like little brunettes. That is true. So when you meet one, you're like, did I meet this one already? Is this the same one? And so I've met Jenny like a dozen times over the last three years, and so I'm so glad to find out that finally it's it's the same girl. It's been the same girl. (laughs) So thank you, and congratulations, guys. That is incredible. We really want you guys
2: to have a good
1: day. (laughs) Seems like only yesterday that they met. So I'm back here in London again, and I was expecting to be here this week, but we decided that my trip's going to be a little bit longer. My trip was extended from three days to 30.
0: I'm a great believer in silver linings, Joe, and I appreciate that spending a month here, albeit with one week in Malta, might be a little bit too long for you to be away from home, but that does mean that potentially... We can both go to the Hippodrome next week to play that UKIPT Super yeah, Series Yeah, whose event. butt
1: do I have to kiss
0: to, to get into that? Mine, because I'm the on one it? who's going to make it happen. Okay, fine. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can, we
1: can actually hang out a bit, because you're staying in my hood. I am staying in your hood, but I'm staying... James, I'm staying in an Airbnb. I've never used Airbnb. For the first time ever, and I was, like, a little trepidatious about it, but I see... I've also considered renting out my place on Airbnb before because I'm gone for long yeah. periods of time, and I'm just like, oh man! Compared to the photos I see online, my place is a little too lived in. Like the way when I see photos of Airbnb online, they're all immaculate. You know, they're like these big rental properties. Joe, Joe, they're like estate agents' pictures. They don't reflect reality. You are a hundred percent correct there, my friend. Because me checking in this Airbnb last night, Airbnb is like kind of like imposing on a not-very-good-friend's place, but also you pay for it. (laughs) Like, I showed up, and, like, this guy... It's, like, this guy's house. He's, like, gonna go stay with his mom for a few weeks while I'm staying in his Airbnb, and I thought my place was a little lived in. His place is very lived in. And it has, like, weird smells. Like, it smells like a guy was living there, like, two seconds before I arrived, which is what is true. (laughs) And so... Like, it just feels wrong. I'm, like, laying on someone else's couch last night. Look, like, I'm hungry. Like, I'm really—I get in like, midnight, right? So I'm, like, yeah. really hungry. I'm, like, I don't know if I want to, like, go out in the middle of the night to get a snack. So I'm kind of, like, looking through his cabinets a little bit just to see if there's any food around. His refrigerator is has two Carlsbergs and a drawer full of shallots. I have no idea. Oh, shallots. I Sorry. See the English to shallots. American translation. He's got right. lots and lots of shallots in his fridge for some reason. And I don't know, just the whole thing. You know, he's like kind of, he's, he's there and he's like kind of going over the house rules. And he's like, you know, it wasn't, he was cool, but it was just Is like. It just the usual, no pets, no smoking. He didn't say a- any of that, but oh. he, but like, he's just like, here's how you turn the TV on. And it really feels like you're staying at a friend's house which is uncomfortable, but also you're fucking paying for it. So it was just, <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not so crazy about the Airbnb situation. You're, number one, you'll get used to it.
0: Number two, you'll get used to the sound of East Putney tube station. First thing in the morning. I think the trains start running. Yeah, at five. no,
1: that exactly. Like the trains, like the trains go right by his yeah. place. Like, so last night I'm like trying to watch television and I hear like, I'm like, what is someone taking out the garbage? No, that's the train. And it happens like every six seconds. And then I'm like, you feel you don't feel weird about masturbating in a hotel room but you do feel weird about masturbating in someone else's house like i was just like how long do i he has to expect i'm gonna do it right like you don't have I an give airbnb you 48 hours before you have no no i already did it like oh. you just take the under on that you could take in the under on four hours <laughs> but i will say that i didn't do it like on the couch is like where i wanted to do it i waited till i got into bed oh god But Bola, if you're listening, don't worry. I used my own T-shirt. I didn't use any of your linens. I can't promise I won't by the end of this 30-day stint. Oh, God, this is too much information. So far, we kept things. We kept things. So, anyway. Segway alert. Segway, yeah,
0: sure. You'll be thrilled to know there is now five guys on Putney High Street.
1: See, now I'm trying to... This is bad news for me because I'm trying... I've been on a real bender since moving back to America because... Um, no offense, but I like the food better there, right? I live in New Jersey where like the pizza and pasta and uh, everything else in the world. So I had this like crazy food bender the last few months and I decided I'm going to be back in England for a month. There's no place easier in the world for me to diet than England because I don't really like most of the food anyway. And I'm not saying there's not good food here. Yeah. But as far as like, the fast, easy, cheap food here. I'd rather have the fast, easy, cheap food that's in America. And if I'm here, I might as well just have like some chicken breasts and steamed vegetables every day. So I'm going to try to avoid the five guys that's down the end of the street. You know what I'm staying Right by the little waitrose. Yes. Right there. So I did go out late night last night to get some Haribo because I was... Have you ever been... <laughs> that's, that's your example of eating Wallace. Well, because it? Because I was so like just creeped out and homesick. Like, I I can't remember the last time I felt so homesick than when I was alone in this guy's apartment and I was like, I just need something. Like, some kind of sugar. Just some kind of, like, joy. Pleasantness.
0: You see, the sad thing is you're five minutes away and I would say come and stay with me except I'm currently clearing out the entire yeah, living room Yeah, you've got, like, floor. construction
1: happening, Exactly, right? yeah.
0: So basically... My entire family is going to be living in two rooms on the top floor. It's already going to be a little bit cramped. We can't throw a bearded American in. It's the quite alright.
1: I think it would have been cramped regardless. Even if you had like a separate wing for me to stay in, <laughs> I think it would have been cramped. Did you see? Us? So Alex Dreyfus is in the news right now. He um, made this big announcement about this thing he wants to put on at uh, in some you know some sports arenas. This is
0: the GPL. Yeah, featuring. The Cube, not to be confused with the ITV show starring Philip Schofield.
1: Now, I think I love the idea of The Cube, and I'm into it. Like, I think it's great. Now, it may fail miserably. I don't know, because I've been known to back the wrong horse from time to time. But I think it's kind of cool. And he took me with him. So he wants to make poker like an e-sport. So he was in New York last weekend, and he took me with him to, like, the Dota 2 World Championships. What's that... Dota? I think Dota stands for League of Legends. No, that's LOL. No, that's laugh out loud. No, but but in no, terms I know Dota gaming, doesn't doesn't stand for League of Legends. It's like Daughters of the Earth, Daughters of the hang Earth. On, hang on,
0: hang on. Dota is
1: Defense of the Ancients. Defense of the Ancients. Defense spelled incorrectly, but, by but the it's way. like a sp- it's like a spinoff of League of Legends, I believe. Right. Um. And so I go. I went to go watch these championships. This is such a surreal experience. So you have these eight dudes. Sitting at computer monitors on stage with like smoke and lighting and it lo- it does look cool, right? They have Five commentators. I think like two are doing it live a couple of people doing interviews like they really treat it like they would a real sporting event, but the funniest thing Is that, so they're playing, the gameplay's happening on these screens. You're watching the gameplay and it's like explosions and the commentator's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And you can't really follow what's going on because it's a complicated game. And then they'll cut to a picture-in-picture of the dude playing it and it's just some emotionless Asian (laughs) guy. Just maybe playing the game maybe not maybe reading something off buzzfeed you really would have no idea because they don't react in any way i guess it's kind of like poker in that respect like in the middle of the hand they don't react but this um, there was this amazing post game interview where the uh, the interviewer uh, is uh, is speaking to the guy the the captain of the team who won it's this korean guy and he says to him like you're playing you're playing you know this is uh this is 4.86 and you were playing a 4.85 game out there how do you respond to that and then this translator and by the way he's talking about versions of the game right so he's like critiquing oh my God the this strategy like he's critiquing the strategy he's like you're using the 4.86 strategy and this is for you're using a 4.85 strategy and so so then the translator has to translate all this to the Korean guy at which point the Korean guy goes off in Korean for like two and a half, three minutes. And finally, the translator just goes back to the interview and says, we believe a 3.85 strategy still works on 3.86. That's it. Like that was the whole. And like, so my roommate was there and Alex was there. And this whole thing is so surreal. Like, And I guess it's sort of like poker in that. Well, you see, I don't think it is. And that's the not the problem, but this
0: is why I do think that I question what Alex is doing and I think his heart is in the right place and I absolutely agree that we need to do more to make poker mainstream and make it popular, but I'm not sure this is the route to go down. Number one, I'm not sure poker is a spectator sport in the same way some of these e-gaming events are. Um, I'm slightly concerned about the concept of putting people in a box and sealing them off from the audience the fact that
1: they're standing up you think now the standing up thing is one is the one thing that i think is a, is a little weird but you think that having an actual barrier between the players and the audience
0: yeah i think that what you gain which is obviously by sealing them off that the audience is then able to see whole card information what you gain is outweighed by what you lose in the fact that there is no atmosphere for the players because they're sealed off from the audience and there is a physical barrier between the spectators and the competitors that they're meant to be watching
1: i just can't wait for one of these autistic asperger poker players to have a freak out inside the box and like just need to get out and just be like ah and like just be climbing the side of the wall trying to get out of there because i don't see a door on that thing i've seen a couple of like what do they do lower them in (laughs) then seal it up so anyway, that, that should be interesting. Um, all Look, here's the main reason why I'm behind it, James. Because it's probably the easiest way I'm ever going to get on stage at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> is if Dreyfus shells out like $10 million and rents the place out and sticks a microphone in my hand. Then I get to play Madison Square Garden. Because it's not going to be happening for me in stand-up anytime soon.
0: Ah, what happened on your uh, first New York gig?
1: Well, I started doing open mics in New York. And these open mics, I don't know if I've talked about this or not on the show yet, but they're miserable. Like, they're absolutely miserable. How do they compare with the London ones, then? Okay, so the way it works in London, mostly, is that they're they're bringer shows. So everyone, and they put on, like, 15 comics, at least. So all 15 comics have to bring a friend. So when you're performing, you're performing to an audience of, like, 30 uh, now, granted, half of them are comics, but the audiences in London are so supportive and they're so nice and they're so, they're I don't know, they're affable. And these open mics in New York I've been doing are not bringers. So when I say there's no one in the audience, I mean there is literally no one in the audience. So you're playing to an empty room other than other comics? Other than the four other comics, who are going on either before or after you. And how supportive are the other comics? They're Can- not bad. Okay. They're not bad. But the weird thing is that other comics laugh at shit that regular people don't, and they don't laugh at shit that regular people do. Right. So, like, if you... Does it balance out? Not really, because you can't really get a good judge. So I went and did a couple of these horrible of mics and had some jokes that worked. So what happened was I wrote to this dude uh i found online who was running an open mic and i said hey man uh just wondering what the procedure is can i come in do you have any slots tonight and the dude wrote me back and he was like is this the joe stapleton from poker and i was like well yeah yeah it is hi not to be confused with the joe stapleton from the new woody allen movie correct the joe that guy's prolific he's in like mystic river and he's like a, a character actor um so he was like I'm a huge poker fan. You're like, you have my dream job. You're one of my idols. Please, can we meet up and have a beer? And I was like, well, sure, of course we can. And it turns out this dude's name is Clayton Fletcher. And he's like a journeyman comic in New York. Like he's been doing five nights a week paid gigs in New York for like the last 10 years. So he invited me out to, to see one of his gigs at the Broadway Comedy Club. I went. He did great. Uh, in front of a, a crowd full of real audience members, we went out and had a couple beers, and he offered me a slot at the Broadway Comedy Club the following weekend on a Saturday night. Now, not their main stage; they have a couple rooms. It was a smaller room, so I went and did this room, and it was one of those performances where afterward I sat down and I was like, "I'm probably just gonna quit comedy." Like, wow. I just felt so bad after I finished. Now. Clayton was there and I really wanted to do well for him. It was a paid gig. Um, I thought that I really wanted to do it. It was my first gig in front of a real audience in New York. You tweeted about this. So did any uh, other fans turn out? Yes. Two guys uh, from Twitter came out. Uh, Spencer was one of I think their names are Spencer and Chris. And I'm so sorry if I got Chris's name wrong. Um, but And these two guys sat in the front row and they laughed at everything. And so when you're when you're like a comic, especially, well, especially there's a couple, some comics like love everything they do and they want to blame the audience. I'm like a self-loather, right? So I'm like, God, I wasn't very good. I sucked up there. Yeah, those two guys came in, in the front row were laughing, but like, they're like my fans. So of course they're going to laugh. Like I discounted everything. And my girlfriend was there. It was my first time my girlfriend saw me too. And I just felt like I had really shit the bed. Like it was just terrible. Now, the one thing that made me feel better is that Clayton headlined and when he got up there, he struggled. Okay. He also struggled. Now, excuse my language, but there was a guy who came on about two comics before me who was like, faggot this, C word that, like the waiter was like somewhat dark skinned and he made a joke about him like wearing a backpack and blowing up an airport and was like, just like the most cliched, like late 90s like a talent, his name was Gino and like everyone was like he's like hey what do you got? should like Clayton and uh, to Spencer and Chris in the front row he's like so oh uh, what are you how are you guys doing what are your names and he's like faggots like he was just like that kind of comic he got a does better... That, does that still play? Now it did play but here's why what I didn't realize is this this was my first time dealing with an audience that was not a cosmopolitan audience you think when you go do this show you're performing for a bunch of new yorkers yeah for like a bunch of smart upper middle class liberal new yorkers but you're city not people as i like exactly to say city people but it wasn't it was the kind of people that this is the kind of comedy club that's out in times square that's out in the port authority bus terminal right handing out free tickets to people who have just gotten off the boat people who are just in new york for the weekend come to a comedy show. Now they give them like these free promo tickets and then stick them with like $15 to drink minimums. So it was like my two fans, an old couple from Ireland who didn't drink weird. I don't believe that from Ireland. It was so weird. Right. Um, uh, And then like three women from Dallas who were there for a bachelor party. And then just like, it was like a bunch of tourists and it was people from like all different walks of life. And, Luckily, it was a learning experience for me. I learned that I need to adapt. I need to adapt a little bit up there. I need to change things around a little bit. Now, I got the video of the performance tonight. Now, when I got off stage, my girlfriend was like, You didn't, I'm sure you didn't do as bad as you thought you did. Clayton said the same thing. Turns out they were right. I watched the video back. I didn't do nearly as bad as I thought I was up there. Um, but it was a humbling experience for me because I thought I was going to go up there and crush it, and I didn't so while you're here in London are you gonna do more gigs in the UK get back on the bike as it were yes I'm gonna do some stuff in Putney next week um because that we are funny project still happens in Putney so it's a great opportunity for me to be able to just walk down the street and do some and try some new stuff out now I had you saw my act right before I left my whole like yep. American living in the UK act I'm gonna try. Other stuff than that now, um, and just see how it goes. And also, I'm doing a gig this weekend uh, in Scotland. Uh, someone asked me in Perth, Scotland, <laughs> if I would come up and do a charity poker stand-up comedy gig, and I said, "Sure, why not?" Uh, so I'm gonna I'm heading up to Edinburgh tonight to hang out with our buddies uh, Ben and Haas and those guys. Uh, and then on Sunday, I'm gonna go to Perth and uh, and do that gig.
0: Okay. Now I said we would reveal. Why Joe Stapleton is back in London for a month? It's time for the EPT not live news. What's going on in poker today? Now it is time for EPT not live news. Dateline, New Jersey. Um, the law of sod. We recorded last week's podcast. We put it out there, and what happened within an hour of us finishing recording?
1: Big announcement: poker stars is back in the U.S. of A. So. I didn't hear about it until that night, you guys all knew about it first here. Is that how it, I, it was at night time when I heard about it. Was it was
0: at night time, but it was basically the night that we'd recorded. Okay. So it was too late to make changes. Right. So I thought we could talk about it this
1: week, because it's your so- home state. And sorry, I'm sorry, the reason that I'm here in London is because PokerStars is legal, where I just fucking came from? Well,
0: this is the thing, I have a statement here from the
1: New Jersey Division of
0: Gaming Enforcement, because a lot of people ask about why it's taken so long. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Amaya purchased PokerStars more than 12 months ago, uh, a review's taken place, and this is the statement, the DGE's stringent review found PokerStars to be under strong ethical and trusted ownership and management and worthy of participating in New Jersey's regulated online gaming market subject to the immediate expulsion of Joseph Stapleton <laughs> whose bearded irreverence threatens to undermine the legitimacy of the state's gaming operations.
1: It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like when you're like a teacher and you know that the principal is going to be auditing your class and you got one problem student and you figure out like a field trip for them to go on while the principal is going to be yeah. in there. That's basically what happened. They they needed me to be gone for a few, <laughs> for a little while. Well, I'm very uh, excited about the New Jersey news, obviously. Hopefully we'll find something for me to do um, while I'm home and not have to fly to London all the time. But I'll tell you this. The second this news came out, I had like four or five people hit me up and be like, how do I get a job? Wow! How do I get a job? And I was like, get in line. I was like, get in line. I moved to New Jersey to the armpit of America months ago just so I would be here when this shit happened. Get in line. Get in line, mother effers. did enjoy your tweet in reaction to the news. Dear PokerStars, I am available and have worked for you in the past. (laughs) I was trying to think of something funny because I have occasionally sent tweets that maybe didn't make the people upstairs very happy. That were maybe like tweets that people said, hey, um, was your account hacked? Why <laughs> Why did you... That thing I sent when Vicky Korn left and I was like, yeah, cool. And that bunch of people were like, yeesh, Stapes, what are you doing? What are you doing, guy? Uh, so, yeah. So, I decided to try to send something that was a little more positive this time. Was there a... What What's going on with this? Uh, w- w- was there some kid poker news, potentially? Yeah,
0: the other news story of the week. Uh, this is in reaction to a tweet from Brandon Barnes, who says, on the podcast, uh, you mentioned the documentary... Uh, kid poker that was a few months ago it seems is this coming soon the short answer is yes i think it makes sense considering that this is a documentary about the most famous poker player in canada and deals a lot with daniel's life in toronto and his family in canada that the canadians get it first now nothing is confirmed but it's looking likely that there will be a premiere and it will receive its first tv screening in canada before the end of 2015 and after that i'm sure the rest of the world will get
1: to see it as well Cool. That's pretty exciting. Should I go to Canada to watch it? That's the thing. Because I was thinking of going there anyway to dodge the draft. Well, obviously this
0: doesn't mean much to everyone out there in audience land, but I think there is going to be a private screening for members of the uh, EPT production team. And as you're in London, it makes sense you come along
1: with it. Well, great. I'm glad there's so many reasons for me to be here in London. Exactly. Plus, you get to watch Shark Cage on Channel 4 on Tuesday nights. Wait, are you trying to say that, that there's a new Shark Cage show to be discussed? TV recap.
0: Yes, I am. It is episode four, the second half of Heat 2, the Redemption Heat, which started with five players, played down to a winner. That winner will be joining us on the show very shortly. For the most part, this obviously picked up the narrative of Grinder versus Theo, but Mizraki went out pretty quickly. This was really about an amazing heads-up battle between Ike Haxton and Maria Ho. A heads-up battle which saw Maria have a monster chip lead, but saw Ike do what Ike does, which is crush and own souls when he is playing heads-up holder. Ike's really good at poker. I don't know any other way to put it. Plenty of people have watched this show. Uh, it's available at youtube.com pokerstars. Available on all four if you're in the UK and Ireland. Andy Gibbons is not a well bunny at the moment. Andy, uh, a former superfan. The one bright side to being off sick bring on the shark cage hashtag snotty uh steve smith <laughs> gross was a little bit cynical about psychics indies so he went to a psychic event and lost if he was any good he would have known he would lose and has stayed at home hashtag shark cage
1: don't you people know that psychics are not allowed to use their abilities for their own personal gain it's like the number it's like the prime directive of psychics uh, Steve Lloyds has just caught up with the show. Superb
0: heads-up play by Ike Poker. Unlucky not to win. And an unbelievable fold. He's talking about when Ike laid down the full house Good to fold. Maria's better full house. Simon Baker concurs. Awesome heads-up match between Ike and Maria on Shark Cage. Nicolo sent his congratulations to the eventual champ. An excellent run from Maria Ho. And people... Very interested in what's coming next because, of course, we tease Heat Number Three, Episode Five. Alex Dawson says, "I cannot wait for next week's Shark Cage, Squid Poker, Sam Grafton, and
1: Ronaldo." What a combo! Did we, did we voice that show yesterday? That's the one, Joe. I honestly can't remember a single thing about it. Oh my god! You're did anyone a- get sent to the? Wait, hold on. Let me think. I won't spoil it. I seriously I landed yesterday at like six o'clock in the morning. I don't I don't don't blame the jet lag. We all know what the real reason is. Uh Pedro <laughs> says Heat Thrift Shark Cage looks
0: really good, but considering who's in it, I'll have to keep the volume down or I'll end up with a migraine. Yes, yeah, Sam Grafton is loud. And Christopher Waddle says Ronaldo and Tito Ortiz on the next Shark Cage should be interesting. Yes, Tito Ortiz, I remember now. Okay, he's in the show. It's amazing. That, that was the key, was it? That was the key word. t 2 Ts,
1: and then suddenly it unlocks a section of the brain where everything comes flooding back. Yeah, kind of like the word Uncle Touchy unlocks. So, never mind. It doesn't matter.
0: Uh, anyway, getting back to episode four, the second half of Heat 2, I did mention that Grindr went out pretty early on, but not before he was able to say something inappropriate to the eventual champ. Too
1: hot for TV. for TV tv for tv,
0: for Yay, TV. thank you
2: that was great <laughs> love that well done uh, miss hold was nice to me yeah stop so, being a hoe yeah <laughs>
3: it's okay i'd rather be the hoe with the chips
1: okay so i added the crickets in myself but man oh man i could not believe it when we first saw the cut of this show that mike the grinder ms rocky actually makes a ho joke out of maria's name like i look i get accused of saying cringy stuff all the time that like just sent a chill down my spine and she rolled with it somehow but if that were me the show would have come to a screeching halt and i would have been like really
0: really stop being a ho to be fair he had had a few bahama mamas by that point
1: yeah, like, and I,
0: to be fair, he's Michael the Grinder. He's the Grinder,
1: thing. so he they grind it. So he's not really like I don't think he, he's nothing. There's nothing malicious about it. He's not actually calling her a hoe. It's just like a not very funny joke to make. Although it does make me wonder, like, Maria's super tight with her family. Like she's just you know one of those weird people that loves her family, unlike me. And so like. I really want to see, like, in Monaco one year, her get her a whole family, like on one of those like little boats out in the bay, so that she can just tweet a picture of boats and hoes. Because I just think that play play the crickets. Is that bad too? Is that that, did I just do what Grinder did? Yes,
0: you you grinded it.
1: Okay. Well, maybe we should save me by actually having.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Obviously, this show concluded uh, with Maria Ho going through to the final. She will join her friend Daniel Negreanu in Monaco. Two friends. Sharing a final table. And she'll be joining us right now on EPT Not Live because we can say hello to Maria Ho. Hey Maria.
3: Hi guys.
0: Maria,
1: are you in Taiwan right now?
3: I am. Wait, hold on. Do you guys give everybody fake applause or am I special?
1: Um, if I can remember to hit the button, everyone
0: gets it. <laughs> and bear in mind we're talking about Joe Stapleton here, so the button has probably been pressed a grand total of
1: twice. I'm always like, I I can't find the applause. (laughs) All right, we're moving on.
3: Well, then I feel special, but just accidentally, not on purpose.
1: You are special, Maria, in so many ways, so so many ways. I am
3: Mm it I am in Taiwan, by the way. You are in
1: Taiwan. So I sat next to you on an airplane one time, and you were like, you quizzed me, you put me on the spot. You're like, what nationality? What what's my heritage? Where do you think I come from? And I was like, uh, and I seem to remember you said Chinese.
3: Mhm.
1: Is Taiwan and China the same thing? Oh my god, are we really going there? You I really want to do
0: geopolitics
1: I just, on a poker look, podcast? I just We can <laughs> just we don't it doesn't have to get controversial. Just maybe for people like me and other Americans who aren't really sure. Uh, Taiwan's like a little island off the coast of China, right?
3: Yes, I would say that ethnically we are the same, but politically we are not.
1: Got it. See, okay, that's all I wanted to know. And so is that where your family hails from Taiwan or are you just vacationing
3: my family is from taiwan and i was also born in taiwan so
1: you were born in taiwan how old were you when you when you moved to the united states of america where did you move to like commerce or something
3: (laughs) just outside of commerce (laughs) um no uh four years old so i was real young
1: and you did you moved to southern california though right
3: yes yes
1: (laughs) and you're you're with uh your family there in taiwan I am indeed. What are you guys doing? Like, is it just vacation? Is it a family reunion?
3: Yeah, we're just visiting my grandmother who still lives here. Um, so obviously my parents and my sister and I, we all immigrated together, but my grandmother and my aunt stayed back. So we still have family here that we come visit.
0: And we know from social media that you have treated your family to your latest poker exploits on television because you said watching Shark Cage with my sister, she asks, Why are you wearing a shirt that looks like you belong to an auto club? Referring to my patches.
3: <laughs> yes. My sister was watching it with me and she was like, What why? What are you wearing? And I was like, Oh, you're cute. She doesn't get it. She doesn't watch a lot of poker on TV.
1: Yeah, but your sister, I think, maybe should um cut you a little bit of slack because she's like a tv I mean, she's a real doctor but she's like a tv doctor that's like her thing right
3: yeah she's basically trying to uh, be the female dr phil i feel like
1: well it's there's gonna be a very short period of time between now when she's like hawking some like diet <laughs> pill or miracle <laughs> schmear that you put under your nose like i mean she's gonna be she's gonna be pimping products pretty soon too don't you think
3: yeah, she will. So now that she knows what it is, then she, she's probably actually looking for her next like patch deal right now.
1: Yeah, you should put her on Dr. <laughs> Drew's show with like a poker tracker, poker tracker patch.
3: Yeah, I mean, if I could ever get poker tracker to work, I feel like that'd be a good one for her.
0: Aside from critiquing your wardrobe, <laughs> what did she actually make of your shark cage
1: heat?
3: Oh, she's so cute. So she, she plays poker recreationally. She really but she's really cute.
1: The story checks out.
3: <laughs> but very recreationally. So, so she would just say stuff. She'd be like, when I, when I didn't get a bluff through, she'd be like, oh no. <laughs> <And> I <I'm> like, <laughs> like, she'd be like, wow. She was like, well, I guess she's like, it's okay. It's okay. I hope you don't feel bad. I was like, no, no, I don't feel bad. <laughs> oh, it's so cute.
0: Now going into this heat, Which obviously was the redemption heat. Apart from Psychic Cindy's, everyone else had played before and had all finished second in their respective games in season one. You implied during your interviews that you actually did your research. We had obviously Theo and Grinder just kind of knocking back the drinks and sending Mm -hmm. each other to the cage left, right and center. Whereas you seem to approach this with a game plan.
3: Yeah, actually getting them drunk was a part of my game plan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think you had Um, to try very hard at that.
3: No, I didn't. And I really didn't think I had to. Um, But, you know, because we're in the Bahamas, I feel like everybody treats PCA a little bit like a vacation anyway. So I knew it wouldn't be too hard. I was actually surprised that I got Ike drinking, um, or I guess maybe we all got Ike to drink. But, um, I mean, obviously, (laughs) we we need all the help we could get against Ike. So I don't know. (laughs) And
0: that is something which we have to talk about because this was – it took up basically 50% of the second show. The second half of your heat was the heads up battle between you and Ike. You go in as the monster chip leader and it just goes horribly wrong from the start. Now I know we're talking (laughs) about edited highlights here and obviously not every hand made the edit, but I think the storyline was very much there that he basically just started to crush and took that chip lead from you.
3: Yeah, actually I was hoping that you guys wouldn't show so much of our heads up (laughs) battle. Um, Especially because in season one, when I got heads up, you guys showed like one or two hands, okay? But, oh, I'm playing against Isaac Haxton. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to show like well, ten the, hands. This is but the you joy got-
1: of splitting the heat over two exactly. shows. You exactly. You get to be on... Un- four episodes this year when all is said and done because you got the two of your regular heat, the two of the final. So, you know, last year you only got one episode. So unfortunately to do that, we had to stretch out the heads up a little bit. What'd you think uh, going back and seeing that fold that he made?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a sick fold. It's a sick fold. I think um, I was actually surprised that he was saying something about how he got alive tell off of me i actually feel like i do pretty well in that arena in terms of not giving live tells off but i mean i believe i mean it's isaac haxton so i i am i mean i'm sure i i was um but yeah he basically owned me so thanks for that extra 20 minutes of humiliation whoever edited that
0: (laughs) (laughs) but crucially I'm a great believer in poker, in playing results. Absolutely. And ultimately, you took that chip lead back and you won. You beat him. You made Isaac Haxton, the guy who helped develop the Shark Cage format, finish second twice. How do you think he's feeling right now? He's probably crying into his Maltese (laughs) cornflakes.
3: Especially since he knows he owned me. I mean, that's honestly, I am super results-oriented. That's why I'm even doing this interview with you guys. If I lost (laughs) and you guys tried to interview me about how Isaac owned me, heads up, I would... I would not politely decline. We definitely
1: can only bring up Isaac owning you because you did eventually win. Had you not won, we probably still would have wanted to have you on the show. We probably just would have swept that all under the rug. Uh, Maria, are you excited to go to Monaco to play in the final? (laughs) Um, What
0: What are you guys
1: laughing at?
2: The, ir-
0: the irony is I can't tell if this is a bit or if Joe <laughs> can't remember that we
1: shot the final in Monaco already. It's better that I pretend like it hasn't happened because that way I can't spoil the result because we both know that I'm a ticking time bomb for, as I like to put it on the broadcast, for blowing the winner, which I don't mean literally. I mean blowing the name. I'm not going to get into it. But yes, the finals already happened. Uh, Maria, something I wanted to talk to you about was... um. It seems like everyone in poker has sort sort of gotten over, um, has sort of gotten mature about the fact that your last name is Ho. Like, does does anyone really even make jokes about that anymore?
3: Not so much, but I feel like calling the poker community mature as a whole is a big (laughs) mistake. That is true. Um,
0: You're right. I think it's relative.
3: Yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, no, I don't get too much of it, um, but I strangely, in live updates, and I really don't know if people have just been, uh, it's been a level my entire career, but there, are t- to this day, people will still type out my name as Mario Ho, and like the O and the A on the keyboard just are not close to each other, so I'm not really sure how it happens. I actually do uh, that a lot,
1: Maria, when I write your name. I end up writing Mario Ha constantly. I mean, it never actually makes it out so- like that. I I, but there's just something, no, seriously, there's something, I don't know, subconscious about it that I always write Mario huh? instead of Maria <laughs>
3: So I don't know if that's, like, more or less annoying than if people just made fun of my last name. Because I feel like I at least expect that. But with this whole, like, Mario thing, I'm just like, are they just, like, trying to, like, secretly pretend like they're not doing it on purpose? I just so. kind of think
1: that like if they were actually, like, good at stuff, they would probably be doing something other than poker. Like, right here, Joe Stapleton, case in point. Like, if I need real talent, <laughs> I wouldn't be on a poker podcast. I'd be on, like, a real... Radio show. Well, the reason I bring this up, Maria, is because there was this really awkward moment, James and I talked about it a few minutes ago, where Grinder makes a ho joke. And it didn't make it into the final cut of the show. It made our Too Hot for TV segment. But
0: does Grinder get
1: a pass because he's
0: basically
1: Grinder? I, I think so. A little bit of a pass. And Maria, you handled it really well, even though it was awkward. You were just like, yeah, huh? Yeah? yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to... I, I, Look, I will say that when you first came on the scene, even I was tempted, you know, to make to make a hoe joke. But what I was hoping you would do is you would play a little game with us right now. A game that I like to call Know Your Hoes. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of trivia questions, Maria. All of them have okay. the word ho in there somewhere. Okay. Question number one. Hawaiian singer best known for singing about the tiny parts of poker tournaments just before the money has reached. Don Ho? That is correct. (laughs) I even wrote that one a little tricky. Solid stop. Keeping with the musical theme, this recent Lumineers track thinks I belong with you and you belong with me. You're my sweet heart.
3: Okay, I don't see how that how is that fitting in with the theme? Am I confused?
1: It's a Joe Stapleton game.
0: The connection is probably tenuous.
3: Okay. Oh.
1: The name of the song is... Nope. Name of the song... Whoops, Stop. I said Craig. It's Stop. not nope. Name of the song That's is me. Hey Ho. Hey uh... Ho. By the Lumineers. I should have gotten that. Sorry. Remember? One and one. Number three, during the Vietnam War, the communists referred to this as the strategic supply route.
3: Uh, Ho Chi Minh? So, I need one more word on the end of it. City?
1: Ah, I'll give you a half a point on that one. It's the Ho Chi Minh Trail. The Ho Chi Minh Trail. Know. Not bad, though. Still not yeah. bad. Give her half a point for that, will you, James? Yeah, yeah, she's one and okay. a half and one and a half. Okay, here we go. Film about an ancient Egyptian mummy who terrorizes the retirement home of Elvis Presley.
3: Um. Uh,
1: Nerd stuff.
3: No. I love this
1: movie. No. Why do I keep hitting the wrong button? <laughs> Give me the Ho-Tap. point then. You that,
3: hit the wrong button. That's correct, James.
1: Bubba Ho Tap was the name of the movie. Maria. This, this is a lovely place with a lovely face where some dance to remember and some dance to forget
3: um not a clue it's,
1: a, it's, on, a, it's on a dark desert highway
3: how obscure are these I, I have no clue you can how check can I- out
1: anytime you want but you can never leave
3: Oh, Hotel California.
1: Finally, she got there. <laughs> she had to get to the flop turn river, super river in the hoedown, but she finally got there. All right, just a couple more to go here. This is an archaic British phrase, which was often shouted to alert a hunting party to the presence of fox or other quarry.
3: Uh...
1: A
0: part of uh, London... Can I
3: call... A, can I phone a friend, James? <laughs> you're,
0: you're. Okay, here's, here's here's the clue I will give you. Due to this hunting call, there is a very trendy part of London named after it, and there is also a part of New York with
1: exactly the same name, but for
0: Soho. different reasons. Yes!
1: I'm going to give a half point on that one because I was looking for... I was looking for Tally Ho. Tally Ho. Oh.
3: oh, thanks. Well, so I'm to blame because my phone of that, friends If stopped. you look
1: up... If you look up
0: the exact definition... Of Soho, it will be that. It'll paragraph. say the same thing.
1: Okay, fine. Give her the we'll point. Give, we'll give it to her. Fine. Thank you. Here we go. We're gonna go two more. Two more questions. A mechanical excavator, often found on the opposite end of a bulldozer.
3: Um. Mm-mm. Don't I get another clue now? Aren't we on the turn?
1: Uh, um I don't know any more clues to give me on this one.
3: <laughs> it's used, okay. Used then for I digging ask. it's
1: just used for dig it's a machine for digging stuff up. I'm afraid I can't help you oh. with construction equipment. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, backhoe. We were looking for really? a
3: backhoe.
1: Never heard of it. Nope. Alright, last
0: question here. This is the decider, by the way. We've got a tied game. Perfect.
1: This Game of Thrones character only is capable of uttering his own name.
3: Hodo.
1: Oh, God, what do I do? She said it with an English accent. I'll give it to her. Hodor. We were looking for Hodor.
3: <laughs> Close enough. Close enough.
1: It turns out, Maria Ho, you sort of know your hoes.
3: <laughs> we're calling it a win.
0: We're calling it a win.
3: That's good. I'm glad. I should win. I feel like it's not supposed to be my knowledge, or my set of uh, expertise right there.
1: <laughs> nice job. And before we cut Maria loose, I thought you guys would all enjoy this
3: come and get on twitch with me poker on a sunday morning you won't ever want to leave
1: you won't ever want that gave me chills look at that maria do you have some singing chops like do you have like obviously you can sing do you have a singing background
3: uh, yeah, I sang acapella in college, like pitch perfect style. Acapella. What was your
1: stupid acapella group name? Because they all have like the worst um, names like the Honestly, co-
3: ours was so bad. <laughs> yes, please tell me. No, because it was it's even worse. It wasn't like even a pun or a play on words for acapella type stuff. It was literally daughter of Triton, which because our, our mascot at UCSD is Triton so that's how bad it was it was an all girls acapella group
1: yeah you're right
3: That's <laughs> terrible the name
1: wasn't very good maria <laughs> next time we come up you come on the show i want you to come up with a better acapella group name maria oh, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us and uh we'll see you at the shirt cage finale whenever that happens yeah good good luck in that game maria
3: <laughs> thanks guys i'll see you in monte carlo wink <laughs> wink nod nod bye, bye
1: Maria.
0: <laughs> Adventures in online poker. You've been twitching again, Joe, and I don't mean that you've been twitching violently physically. You've actually been on twitch.tv. I, ha- I
1: have had a twitch in my right eyelid for like the last eight months, and I'm not really sure what the cause of it is. Could
0: be neurological. I suspect you should probably see a doctor. I mentioned earlier on, so Jake Harver did yep. live coverage yes. of the WCoupe final table. You then did a stream on Twitch with Selena Lin where it was a live replay yes. of that final table. Was, with there Hulk was cards a third out. one. And then Nick Welthall did a 45-minute highlight show of the key hands from the WCoupe main event final
1: table. So all in all, this got three bites at the cherry. Um, I asked you that day, I was like, Hey, why am I doing this if Jason Somerville already did it? Because people like, people on Twitch like him better than they like me. He's better at like analyzing poker than I am. He's got like, I was like, why am I? It really felt like. Like sending in like the B team to do something that the A team had already done. But
0: I thought you were doing it because there wasn't a highlight show. And then it turns out two days later, there is a highlight right, show. So there was
1: like literally no purpose to the one I did, except for the fact that I will say it was really, really fun. Uh, Selena was the perfect person to do it with. And if you guys don't know... Selena is gorgeous, right? Selena is just an absolute babe and she's super charming. And so it was fun to do this stream and Twitch, or Twitch did what Twitch gonna do. And there was a lot of like, I'll say this, they were fairly respectful, but there was a lot of attention being given to what Selena looked like and potential sexual tension between me and her. And there was a lot, and Selena engaged them in a friendly way, laughed about most of it, didn't like, Shrug off any of that stuff the way Liv Bari does, and ignores everyone. They ask if I ever ever shot with her, and Selena was like, "Yeah, Stapes probably has a shot." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "Selena, are are?" And I didn't want to get into her, you know, I didn't know how much she was comfortable divulging about her personal life on the air. But I was like, "You're not single, are you?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, but you aren't." Yeah, I am. I know, but I was like, I mean, that's probably why hey. she said you had a shot because she knows that the moment. It's safe. Well, not everything lasts forever. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Joe. So I was thinking that maybe I should go to Macau at some point. Regardless, uh, this stream with her was super fun. And especially now, James, I have to say both thank you and fuck you, by the way. I think I know
0: why you're going to say fuck you. And I think you're misunderstanding this. I was not trolling you. Ben, you're a witness to this. There was this... You had this awesome vibration to your voice. And it's just... I said... Dude, it would sound so cool if he did lines from Robocop and the audience would appreciate it. You thought I was trolling your technical problems. I wasn't. I was trying to make
1: you do something funny. Okay. Well, I didn't I didn't know what it sounded like. And all I could hear, all I could see was like, I got a private message from you and a text from you, and then you in the chat talking about how the sound wasn't working properly. No, the
0: sound was working properly. It just had this great vibration
1: to it, this great echo. That's not to proper. It. That's not how it's supposed to sound. It wasn't working properly. Now I get that maybe. I think you're backpedaling a little bit, but I will give you the benefit of the doubt. You have to on this
0: one. I did realize after the after the event, though, that, do you know what? I was probably not hiding to nothing because to the audience on Twitch, most of them probably weren't even born when RoboCop came out. And to them, of course RoboCop they were. They know. is a shit movie from right. two years ago <laughs> with Samuel L. Jackson and that bloke
1: who always appears in remakes. That Joel Kinnaman guy. Joel Kinnaman. So apparently he's... Uh, Swedish, by the way. Apparently, like, he's not even, like, a native English speaker, which is pretty impressive. Well, good for him. Um, so, anyway, but I did want to say thank you in that you sent me that awesome 2 plus 2 post ahead of time. About, Colonel, about Colonel Lee. I still can't Co- say this Co- guy's Colonelino, name. know whatever the fuck The you Belgian say. bloke who won it. Dude, this guy was such a character. And if you didn't watch this replay, now it's a little long because it's like four hours, something long. I'll give you sort of the cliffs. First of all, he shows up to the final table. I don't even know you could do this, but he's like at the final table early and typing into the chat box, asking a deal, asking for a deal. Now he squeaks his way to the final table with like 12 big blinds or something. And he gets to the final table and starts asking for a deal before anyone is even at the table. He's writing to no one In the chat box, hey guys, do you want a deal? He continues to ask for a deal for the entire length of the tournament. This guy is going to be a huge star because he coined what I believe is going to be the next I won't million, that when finally they decide they want to have a deal, he writes this following line, always be cleaver, read my words. always be cleaver read my words this is this is the new I want million I will do everything in my power to make this into the next poker cat the like LOL documents. I want million always be cleaver read my words
0: well brad willis of the pokestars blog was tasked with doing the write-up of this final table and was tasked with interviewing conaldinho the belgian w main event champion they asked him for a photograph he declined but instead sent a meme it is a picture of woody and buzz from toy story and it says i asked them all to take half a mil now i'm grabbing the lot
1: I mean, it was, yeah, that was that was what he was. That was his pitch when he was trying to take like an eight way chop. He's like, everyone should just take five hundred K. And the funny part was, not only did they didn't say no, they just ghosted him. They didn't reply at all. Um, oh, and by the way, Barry Greenstein. Uh, was like the host for this. And I'll quote the two plus two uh, post for this, by the way, his name is a Porn, who writes, Barry G trolls the final table throughout, touching the borders of what's ethically correct for a host to type. (laughs) That's Al Barry. Uh, It was amazing that he was like commenting on the deals. He was commenting on like who he was rooting for. (laughs) I mean, this was one of the most... This is one of the most entertaining, like for an online final table. Um, Dino, yeah, uh, again from this guy's post, uh, Dino takes a super fishy line with top pair, which causes is always induced to, you guys don't use this word in the UK, so I won't say it, to freak out. Uh, Dino's top pair Rivers trips. Cole Dino no-fold trips. Our hero is chip leader now. Um, and <laughs> I just love this guy's um, sort of... Um, Summation This again, this is from uh, LOL, uh, LOL Chip Porn on 2 Plus 2 says Coldinho goes to bed and is satisfied with the events of the night. He's thinking if he should put his screen name or his real name on his bracelet. His real name is likely Cohen. Cohen is a millionaire now. He smacks his girlfriend's ass and says, Yeah, baby poker, before falling asleep with a smile on his face. And When I read this post, I didn't know how this guy could possibly have come to this conclusion. And now I am convinced that is exactly what happened. The guy, by the way, got in, decided to take a punt and entered like a $1,700 hyper turbo is how he made it into the event, squeaked his way to the final table, ends up winning the thing. Always be cleaver. Read my words. Well, while we're talking online poker, Joe, let's go into the lobby.
0: Because last week, we talked about the kickoff of the Common Sense Festival on PokerStars. And that event eventually drew more than 253,000 players, setting a new world record, the biggest field in PokerStars history, the biggest event PokerStars has ever run. I'd like to think... That us talking about it on EPC not live helped boost that field.
1: Absolutely, we probably added three or four people. But to even that. with
0: that field, there was still overlay of ninety-seven and a half thousand dollars. Well, there had to
1: be, right? Like that was the guaranteed overlay.
0: A one-cent buy-in, a hundred-thousand-dollar guaranteed prize pool, and nearly two hundred fifty-four thousand runners. So. Well done to everyone who played in that one. That festival continues. Uh, let's talk about the next leg of the EP. T- oh no! I was going to talk about Malta satellites, but my PokerStars client needs updating, and I can't do it without IT. Joe, that's you- because
1: because of current because of the cutting edge software at PokerStars updates all the time for you, the customer. Uh, Joe, can you kill the music a second?
0: I need to call IT. Hold on.
1: Boy, peeling back the curtain. Oh, I on hold. What's happening down there? <laughs> Is this hold, or have they answered the phone and put you on speaker? I'm not sure. It sounds like an awesome department to work in. I thought we had fun jobs. Sounds like there's a gumdrop waterfall and a candy cane slide. The motherboards mother are made of chocolate. I don't think anyone's going to be getting back to us soon.
0: Should I open up my client? I don't... <laughs> oh. Uh, let's talk about live <laughs> poker instead, then. <laughs> Chances are, this coming weekend, the 10th, And the 11th of October, there's going to be satellites to Malta, to Prague and to the PCA. Just go to the Tournament Lobby on Stars and type in EPT. But I do want to give a quick plug once again to the UKIPT Super Series event. I know this is only relevant if you're in the UK and you can make it to London next week. But we always say the Hippodrome's a great place to play poker. This is a £550 freeze-out uh, with three starting flights over two days. Information available at UKIPT.com. Hopefully, Joe and I are going to be there uh, probably over the weekend of the 16th, 17th and 18th of October.
1: Cool. Can't wait. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and
0: would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's
2: Superfan versus Stakes.
0: And this week, we are going down under to the land of three of my favourite people, Kylie Minogue, Jared Hain, and Bruce Baggles. We say good morning slash good evening to Rob Hawks.
1: Are you Yahoo serious? Are they really three of your favorite people? <laughs> yes, they are. Rob Hawks, buddy, how are you? Talk to me. Tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: G'day. Yeah, I'm all right. Um, I am... It is evening, so I know i have had a glass of wine. So uh, that's uh, any reason for me being a bit dumb, that's why.
1: Does he... Do you sound Australian? Am I just... Is my accent... No, right no, are no, no, no. No.
2: You
0: might remember that Rob relocated. Rob was in the UK watched the TV shows every single week, but then moved to Australia.
2: Yeah, we're here for, we're here for a couple of years, so not permanently. We will be back at Why some did you point. move to
1: Australia to play online poker when the, when the United Kingdom government <laughs> banned it? Oh, no, wait, that was where I'm from.
2: <laughs> yeah. Why did you move to Australia? Uh, it's sunny and warm and not cloudy and dark. Oh, well, that's a pretty good yeah. reason to move somewhere. Yeah. But, wait,
1: there, <laughs> there, are, there are options of places to live that aren't like that spoiler alert Rob I gotta say you're one of the most supportive people like you tweet us once or twice a week you watch a ton of the shows you're always super kind about it and I just wanted to say thank you
2: yeah no worries you guys are legends you're hilarious and I think my wife is a bit like oh yeah yeah, yeah, I know that they favored your tweets stop showing me
1: I'm glad that favoriting means something because sometimes I'm like god this guy's so nice maybe I should do something more than favor oh porn
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is is five minutes on the internet with joe stapleton uh rob i'm trying to work out you've been tweeting recently that you are revisiting season one of shark cage i'm trying to work out whether that's because you are a genuine super fan or because it's only just reached australia
2: (laughs) (laughs) they are a bit behind here i'm not gonna lie and And their tv
0: shows get aired several months later
2: hey yeah Although, apparently, we're getting The Walking Dead at the same time as as America, but who knows? Yeah. But no, the only reason why I'm watching it again is because the second series is coming up, and I wanted to, uh, yeah, just basically watch it all again. I forgot how amazing the lineups were and how ridiculous a guy playing in a draft suit was. (laughs) It's really interesting to me that
1: you treat poker on TV the way some of us treat real TV shows. Like, some of us might re-watch Game of Thrones when the new season's coming out, and you actually rewatch season one of Shark Cage, because, like, that's so bizarre to me that you're actually entertained by watching poker.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, why not? It's it, You guys make it better, though. If it was, like, just normal, like, okay, and here's the flop, then it'd be like, okay, that's a bit rubbish. But funny puns and people in cages is fun, so... Correct. Well, I hope you
0: enjoy season two <laughs> as well, Rob. Now, you are a big TV fan. In fact, TV is the root of your specialist subject... It's rather specific. You selected 24, which I believe is your favorite TV show of all time, but season three.
1: I can do this. I can do (laughs) season three. I don't want to say too much, actually, but that's the season where Jack Bauer develops a heroin addiction.
0: Well, this is, I believe, Rob,
2: your favorite season of
1: your favorite TV show.
2: It certainly is, yes. Three is a, Three's
1: a great choice. I got to go with two. This funny story about 24 season two. I watched it in like a weekend, right? I watched like eight episodes a day over three days and I fell in love. Do you remember the girl, the, the girl who ended up being bad in season two, the sister, the cute little oh, yeah. younger sister? Uh,
2: Kate, I can't remember her surname, but yeah. I said Warner, if, Warner family, yes, yeah. Yes,
1: the Warner I said if I ever saw her in public, I was going to ask her out because I developed this huge crush on her and like the next day, like glitch in the Matrix style, I saw her at Target Terrified. Did not ask her out. <laughs> Did not speak to her. I Story checked. I pooped out. a little, actually. I think uh, I'm
0: got to be honest with you guys. I watched the first season of 24. Meh. I was entertained. Thought it was a bit silly. Season two, I gave up about three episodes.
2: Yeah, but that season two was horrendous because it had a whole storyline with Jack's daughter and a cougar, and it just it, that whole bit was ridiculous. So let's not even talk about series two. Okay, so but- that,
0: as a consequence, I didn't get
2: to season 3. Also, I don't, James I would start with season 3, that's where I started watching it, season 3, and then I went back and started from there so yeah, I would go back and watch it.
1: In the words of my brother, Jack Bauer would eat a baby if it would save the United States of America (laughs) and that is what I love about the show. But that's one of the problems I had with it it was the amount of
0: torture that was in the program. A lot of torture. Yeah, and and that kind of was a little bit repugnant. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is I am by no means an expert in season three of 24. Uh, Sadly, the man I normally outsource question compiling to, i.e. my dad, was in Paris degenning at the racetrack. Therefore, I've relied on good old Dr. Google this week. Um, I've managed to find... Dr.
1: Google has diagnosed many of my STDs, actually. (laughs)
0: I wish that were a joke. So uh, I have a series of questions here. So what I'm going to do is kind of randomly spin through them. And I'm going to ask you to say stop. And then I will ask that question. So, Rob, as you are the super fan, you get to go first. Say stop and you'll get that question. Okay. I'm spinning. Stop. Okay, here's the question.
1: Oh, you're done spinning. Sorry, turn off the spinning music. Yes. Uh, here we go.
0: Now, bear in mind that I am relying on the internet, so I can't guarantee that the answers will actually be correct. Okay. Rob, your first question. 24, season three. What is the name of the hotel
2: that the virus is released in? Holy shit, this is deep. The Chandler Plaza Hotel. He that is correct. It, he said it
1: so confidently. That's got to be correct. <laughs> I don't have a chance, man. I mean, I'm a big 24 fan, but I watched season three in 2000. Two thousand and seven, I think. So we're talking. Yeah, you've eight got, years got no ago. fucking no, chance. No chance. Okay, I'm spinning again,
0: Joe. It's your turn to pick a question.
1: And
0: go. Okay. Your question is: Who finally put an end to Nina?
1: Uh, Nina was finally put an end to by um, the, the the Ochoa brothers whoops god damn it why can't i hit the right button i'm one one for not hitting the wrong button and one for the wrong answer uh
2: rob you can steal for a bonus point it was jack it was indeed jack bauer which means that that rob him couldn't couldn't do it so jack did it for it
0: my god this guy knows this tv show uh rob your second question you're two nil up i'm spinning again please say stop stop your second question who was forced to kill Ryan
2: Chappelle? Oh, I saw our man again, Jack. At a train yard as well, It's brutal. That I would have gotten, goddammit.
0: Hopefully the answer to every question isn't Jack Bauer. Uh, Joe, <laughs> your second question. I'm spinning, I'm and spinning.
1: And stop.
0: Well, the good news is, the answer to this question is not Jack Bauer. Shit,
1: I have no chance.
0: The question is, why does Jack send Chase back to CTU after the raid on the drug den?
1: He sends Chase back to CTU after the raid on the drug den to find out who the leak is. (laughs) I love the little pause there where you
2: make sure that you find the correct sound on the soundboard. Rob, you could steal. Uh, I think it might be because he's going to interrogate someone, but I'm not sure who. I'm not sure on that one. The answer is, he won't let him be killed for
0: Kim's sake.
2: Oh, fair fair answer.
0: (laughs) Uh, right. Classic Jack. We are on to your third and penultimate question, Rob. I am spinning. Uh, stop. How many times does Jack shoot Nina at CTU? Ooh.
2: Uh, I'm going to say three. Joe, you can steal. Four. Joe's finally on the board.
1: Bang, 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 bang.
0: (laughs) We have a score of 3-1 to the superfan. Joe, your penultimate question. I'm spinning. I am spinning. What do we learn about Jack at the end of episode one? He's a heroin addict. Correct. Yeah. It's getting close now. Three to two. All right, I put
1: up a performance. Now is the point where I I actually I want Rob to win. I'm not going to blow it, but I do want Rob to win. So Rob, this will
0: be your final question. Obviously, we could potentially go to the tie break round. Uh, I'm spinning, so please say stop. 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 Your final question. In what city is Jane Saunders attending college?
2: Oh, man.
0: Boston. Joe, you can steal to tie the game. Glendale. The answer is Santa Barbara. Oh,
1: wow, I wasn't that far off, actually. You
0: can still tie the game, Joe, if you get your final question correct. Go! Okay. On what subject did President Palmer choose to give his press conference in order to achieve the second demand
1: set by Stephen Saunders? What subject? The release of political prisoners.
0: Rob, you don't need the points, but you can steal if you want to just to prove that you're a know-it-all.
2: I'm gonna go with climate change. The answer
0: ah. was actually airport security, but as I said, it doesn't matter. The final score is 3-2 to Rob Hawks. Yeah. The superfan has triumphed, and that means that an everyone loves a chop pot T-shirt will be winging its way to Australia. It may take six weeks to arrive. I can't make any further promises than that. Plus, Rob, you're going to get a Step C ticket worth 27 euros. We're going to put you oh, on the first step of the way towards playing an EPT main event, because we'd love to
2: see you on the European Poker Tour. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, that is absolutely awesome. The t-shirt is the best, to be fair. That is absolutely smart. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Robin.
1: I, thanks for being on the show. I also just want to say thank you. I mean, I look forward to, like, the two or three tweets a week that you send in just saying, and I know that make that sounds like an insult, but, like, it's just—it's really nice you're a good kid I appreciate it it's hard Thanks. to know when you're being genuine George. I know it's so <laughs> fucking
2: yeah. rare yeah that felt a bit sarcastic as long as you're not watching porn whilst you're favourite in my tweets I really don't care I promise nothing <laughs> Rob thank you very much have another glass of wine thank you you guys cheers awesome thank you
0: before we go Joe should we check in with the IT guys once again
1: oh man So does that mean that they've fixed it? Why? Yeah, yeah, my client now works. They've updated it. Yes. Ah, oh, happy days. And the weird thing is, I don't know how they've fixed it with a with a with a magical lollipop.
0: <laughs> it's an amazing thing, the Pokestar software.
1: Uh, so that's us for this this week, right? That's it. That's it. That's another EPT not live in the books. We'll be back next week. Uh, I'll talk to you guys about my Scot- Perth, Scotland comedy. You know, I don't really even know what to expect from this thing. Like, basically, the guy who's organizing it, now he's doing it for a great cause, something called Young Carers, which uh, I can't figure out if it means that they're like little young doctors or if they're like, you know, young nurses or people that take care of young people. I'm not sure which one it is. Probably
0: option C, I would imagine.
1: But all I know is that it's a great cause. It's always a great cause at these charity events. (laughs) And when he was organizing it, he was like, um, so... How many people usually come to your comedy shows? And I was like, why are you Why are you even asking me this question? So I have really no idea what to expect. It is a, I'm headlining a short comedy show and there's a charity poker tournament either happening concurrently or after or before. Joe, what could possibly go right? So this should be exactly, this should be an amazing dumpster fire to tell you guys about next week. Hopefully we raise some money for these little tiny doctors. And uh, James, what do you think... What do you think? Since I'm here in England for basically a month, yeah, and you got some free time coming up because your old lady, she's had enough of you, right? She's taken off.
0: Yeah, because the construction work started. She's like, you know what? Um, we're gonna we're gonna go away for a week. I'm like, I can't. Like, there's a lot on at work at the moment. Fine. Well, we're gonna go away. So my wife and daughter are skipping town to leave me with uh, brick dust and entertaining Joe
1: Stapleton. So what do you say? Me and you try to track down like a pub poker game here in London town, that's not a bad idea and i think we had an invite not that
0: long ago from one of our super fans i think it's andy gibbons who's currently not well get well soon andy Um,
1: now really quick before we give out the details of this do we want to invite is it the kind of thing where we can like put it out there i I,
0: I can't even remember what the details are but i know that andy lives quite close to where we are currently based so it might be a practical game to visit but Obviously, we're in Southwest London for the next few weeks. Yeah. If you know of a good pub poker league game in the Southwest London area taking place in the next two weeks, drop us a line. Hashtag EPT Not Live. Should we start
1: the bidding at like fifty pounds to get us to show up? Per or, head, per yeah, head, fifty pounds each. So just if you can beat that, nah, no, we're just kidding. We're <laughs> we're looking for something fun to do. So if you got a good pub poker league that works out with our schedules, maybe me and James will drop by. As I stated, that is all the time we've got for this week's show. We'll be back next week. For James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later.